thinking. What? Today we're going to talk about bodies. This what? Bodies. What are those? The ones we have attached to our skulls. I'm sorry, I don't know what you mean. Your bodies. <laughs> I'm a brain in a jar. A brain in a jar. <laughs> I'm a jar brain. A jar brain. Well. I'm a jar jar binks brain. No. Uh, <laughs> I win. Oh. I won. No one wins. <laughs> Podcast over. Here comes the bride, all dressed in. Why do we do half the things we still do at weddings? And who's gonna write all those checks? It's my wedding industrial complex. Welcome to my wedding industrial complex. You are Liz. And you're Tegan. Thank you. I'm getting married. And I'm not. And this is a wedding podcast for people who are afraid of weddings. <laughs> today, tell we us tell us about what we're doing today. Our Independence Day. Uh, we talk about my l- both favorite and least favorite subject to rail on: uh, wedding fitness and beauty regimes. Regimens. AKA, I think regimes is more fitting in this case so. since we're talking about tyranny. Tyranny. Uh, yeah, no, this is, uh, it's all about making your face and head and body look the way Instagram tells you it ought to. Sculpt and shape and lift and tuck. And lots of uses of the word tummy. Tummy. Which we already know how we feel about We've already tummy. talked about the word tummy a lot on this podcast, <laughs> which is a sentence I've never said before. We've already talked about the word tummy a lot on this podcast. Don't put that on your headstone. How dare you? <laughs> I'm revoking your rights as the <laughs> controller of my will, Elizabeth. Oh, I'm no longer the executor. <laughs> no, you're not. Estate. No, you're uh, no longer in charge of what my gravestone looks like. <laughs> so I bring this subject up because, uh, oh, oh, I can look at what date we are on the knot. Actually, I just oh yeah, that. find that out. Give me the give me the threatening countdown. The threatening countdown. But while I look at that, um, the. The reason that we are talking about this is because of another email that I got recently. And it's not really because of this. We are going to talk about it anyway. We're going to talk about it anyway, but this was a good, like, enforcer of, of, oh, yeah, right. Everything is trash. (laughs) A good reminder. Everything's garbage. A uh, photographer slash DJ slash wedding planner, I guess. Which already is too many jobs. Too many jobs. Going to throw that out there. I Pick a job and stick with it. You can do audio or you can do visual, but you cannot have both. Nope. Um, Also, you cannot DJ and photograph my wedding at the same time. That's not, yeah. Because if you're doing that, that means you're not a very good DJ or you're not a very good photographer. <laughs> End of list. End of list. But uh, I had signed up for some sort of wedding sweepstakes through uh, the knot because, of course, I did. Sure. Because e- Get I, free stuff. One, free stuff. Two, I have this goal in my life to win several sweepstakes of note. Sure. <laughs> one of them is, like, I really want the HGTV, like, dream house. Oh, yeah, of course. If that could Don't be we mine, all. I would be really happy because I would not live there. I would stay there for a weekend and then take all of the things out of it that I liked and then sell the house. Yeah. Question mark, question mark, question mark. Profit. I bet they make you sell a contract or sign a contract that says you're not allowed to sell it for X amount of time. Can they do that to me? That seems rude. Well, if they're giving you a free house, they can kind of make you do whatever they want. I guess, but it's not free because you have to pay taxes. Well, yeah, but... Where am I going to get the money for that? I mean, listen, we we talked about the fact that uh, the first winner of Project Runway turned down his prize because it involved Project Runway owning like 50% of his money for oh, like the rest of his life. Yeah. yeah. 
No, thank you. So it's basically if you win some sort of reality competition or like sweepstakes or something, they can put whatever fucking caveats on it they want. Oh, is it worth it for the beautiful view of Lake Tahoe? Well, who's to say? You'll have to wait till you win it and then <laughs> oh, tell me. I'll let you know. Okay. Report uh, back on what the contract says. Come oh. back to my fabulous prison and <laughs> stay with me. Unless the contract includes an NDA, which it might. It very well might. Um, but I'll tell you in secret anyway, because okay, I know you'll keep it safe. Yep. Um, keep it secret. Keep, keep it safe. Uh, this was a sweepstakes that I entered for like a whole bunch of free wedding shit. Um, what it actually did was sign me up for these emails from that, uh, DJ come photographer. And I (laughs) was fine. It was a little annoying and I'm pretty sure I'd already marked unsubscribe from them several times, but then I got this email from them that I have since deleted to my shame because I kind of wanted to like read it to you to tell you how absurd it was. Um, it was from the photographer, uh, and the email was saying, if you, you forwarded it to me, Oh, did I? I'm going to find it. it. Vamp. I'll be right back. I'm going to vamp. Guess what? Um, so while Tegan goes and finds my phone or her phone and the email that, uh, I forwarded to her, the not app tells me that Damon and I have 131 days to go before our wedding, which seems, oh my gosh, that's so few days. (laughs) That's not very many days. It's very, very few days. Uh, in one month, we will be a hundred days out from our wedding. Our friend Meredith did a fun thing when she was a hundred days out from our, our her wedding, where she uh, posted like a picture every day. Not your friend, not our, not your and my friend Damon Tegan and my friend Meredith. Meredith, we will not say her name, but she has beautiful long hair. Miami Meredith. <laughs> Miami Meredith. Meredith Miami. That's her name if she ever becomes a, a morning DJ. Anyway, so Meredith I- in the morning. <laughs> I found this email, uh, and I want you all to know that I found it in my email by searching for the phrase flames on the side of my face. <laughs> oh, because I forwarded it to you with that. Yes, you did. Are you going to read it? Yes, I am going to yes. read it. So I want you all to know that uh, it is the subject line is heart eyes emoji, bikini emoji, engagement ring emoji. Lose five inches on your waist and 25 pounds in 90 days. All caps. We'll pay for it. Engagement ring emoji, bikini emoji, heart eyes emoji. Mm-hmm body of the email we want you to have the very best talent at your wedding as well as look and feel amazing the great um, when i when i shout that means it's because it's in all caps and also bold i appreciate you pulling your head away because we we're still good yeah good the, i'm trying I'm to sure I'm, I'm protecting everybody's ears everybody will be fine um the great part about it is we will pay for it if you'd like to get skinny Lose those inches and have amazing skin for your big wedding day. Click the button below and get started today. And then there's a big old pink button that says, get skinny now. The video will show how in just 90 days, this guy knocked five inches. Oh, this lady. What? 90. Oh, the word days is capitalized for no reason. And I misread it and thought it was a person's first name. My name is days. It's not. Uh, this video will show you how in just 90 days, Nancy knocked five inches off her waist and lost 25 pounds. Bring in your receipt at your booking consultation and we will deduct your hot skinny wedding body dollars from your total amount spent with us. Below are my results so I know it works. Yep, and then there's a picture of him. Yeah, and he's wearing a suit and he says, I didn't want to show you my before pictures without clothes. Would you? Which like, you gross. fuck yourself. You gross. <laughs> So that's that's this email. It's a very bad email. So to sum up, what he's saying is go do this weight loss program. And I think weight loss 
I think it's like Cool Sculpt or something. Some I didn't actually click of, the link because why, why, why I, would you ever click a button that just says, get skinny now? And do I want a virus on my computer? No. no. Um, but he's basically saying, go sign up for this weight loss, whatever. And then if you bring the receipt from that to your booking consultation for this thing, he'll knock that cost off on his like DJ slash photography slash event planning. Which budget. like he must be getting a sweet kickback Absolutely. in order to be able to do that. Or it's crazy overpriced to have him be your DJ photographer, right? Planner. Or both. Or both. Or all three. I was livid. <laughs> as well you should be, and as I was, even though I'm not even getting married. Here's the deal. I think we talked about this during the dress finding experience podcast episode. Mm-hmm. That like I have a kind of fraught relationship with my body. Like Sure. As I, many of us do. You know. It's hard. Like I have been trying really hard to uh, reach a place where like I love myself and take care of myself correctly and like don't punish myself for having the body that I I have. Right. And I think weddings bring that out a lot more. I have been feeling a lot more pressure. Sure. um, Because I mean, one, all of the photographs that you see from like wedding websites and like uh, planning things and like even just like bridal gown stores are mm-hmm. like of a particular size and shape of woman. Right. And, and there's nothing wrong with being that size and shape of woman, but no. I think very few people actually are. Right. And, and also it's just, again, going with this sort of homogenous idea of like a bride is a fixed object in space. And like, you are trying to aspire to be that fixed object as right. opposed to being like, yourself but just on a day when you get very dressed up right we're all climbing the aggro crag to reach like cindy crawford levels right exactly and that's all my 90s references right all rolled into one (laughs) and it's just not a thing no and but it's true it's like it's also it's this this general cultural idea of the fact that like on your wedding you want to quote unquote look your best and your best means being thin being uh not tattooed. I know we talked a little bit about tattoos in the, in the episode <laughs> about bridal the bridal party. party, but like, that's another big thing too, of like covering up your tattoos. If you have them on your wedding day. So no one can see that you have them having long hair. I feel like we both have short hair mm-hmm. and I know you maybe have experienced this of people asking like, are you going to grow your hair out for the wedding? Yeah. I had one friend, uh, I had like shoulder length hair at the time. Cause I had, had been having literal dreams about braiding it. So I was like, I guess it's time. And I right. grew it out. And yeah. then I was expressing that I was going to cut it again. And they were like, but what about on your wedding? And I'll like, I'll have short hair. I will have the hair that I have on that day because <laughs> it it'll be what is on my head and body. It's the hair that I have. I'm probably going to go let someone do something fancy to it. Sure. Because I usually cut my own hair and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. Right. Like hair does. Like hair does. But so. like it's, yeah, it's just, again, it's this sort of made up ideal that you're supposed to look like as opposed to just looking like the person that you look like. Yeah. And I mean, and that, it, it does happen like literally every day, especially to women. There's like right. that, uh, that call to be this ideal shape that, what that again if you want to make your own path you absolutely can but the glut of choice is so wide right you have like all these options to yourself that i totally understand why you would want to aim toward this ideal that you will never reach because at least there's a direction towards a thing right but (laughs) it's not healthy (laughs) it's not healthy and it's not real and it's not like it doesn't actually provide you 
with any sort of, it's not people, I think people think about it in such a way because it's marketed in such a way as being like, this is the thing that will finally make you happy. Yeah. You will be fixed once you you, are this shape, right? You will be healed once you are skinny or you will be, you know, like everyone will love you and you won't have any more problems once you are this weight. And I think that that is such a harmful, damaging, like psychological thing. Yeah. Because it's not only encouraging you to have unhealthy habits about the way that you inhabit your body and the way that you deal with food and the way that you deal with like treating yourself because it causes you to treat your body as something that is separate from you yeah, and something that you as a person like don't really have any connection to and can punish for things that you think it has done wrong. Yeah. And that is actually like the kind of relationship that I have been having with my body is like, I am, I am a person who tries my best to like think and behave healthfully, but my body betrays this, the person that I feel like I look like. And like, I punish it by like not eating correctly or like subjecting it to like hard workouts. I don't want to do or bore me. And like, there's nothing wrong with being like a healthy, active person eating, right. eating vegetables and like going to a gym. Like those, those things, things are, are good. They're good for you. Yeah. But like using them as tools of punishment is, not good. It's not good it's for not you. It's not good. And also like using them as tools to a very specific end that is not actually based in your health or wellness, but is based in some sort of thing that you saw in a magazine that has been photoshopped. And also that person hasn't had water for two days, yes. you know, like and that person like is paid to look that way. Right. So and has people job. on staff who help make them look that yes. way. And I think that, I think you're right that like, uh, it is like, society keeps saying like you feel like there's that societal thing of like you must look this way and you must act this way and that we expect people to conform to that and then I feel like the shittiest thing is that like there there are people who will judge you based on your weight and your looks and your size oh, yeah but they are not the correct ones right they are the wrong ones and putting the onus on these people who are not conforming to that ideal standard is like not the way to fix it like the way right. to fix like how we handle our body image is not to make everybody's body image the same. <laughs> right. And this makes me think of, I feel like every episode I'm going to bring up a, an issue of Dear Prudence, but absolutely, th- there was a one, uh, there was a, a question on the, the podcast of recently um, on Dear Prudence about this woman who was like, yeah, I was walking down the street with my boyfriend mm-hmm. and this random guy came up and was like, man, you're really handsome. What are you doing with her? Mm-hmm. And she was like, that's something that I've always been insecure about and like freaked out about is the sense that like, I think my boyfriend is more attractive than I am. And so I feel like people are going to look at us and be like, what is that about? What is this woman doing here? Right. And, and I think that that's a common thing. Like that's a totally average, normal feeling to have, but the, well, especially that feeling of like the person who is saying the nasty thing to me is the one who is not afraid to speak the truth. Right. And that's sort of what the answer was about is saying like, you know, it's, it's very easy for us to feel like, Oh, this person who said something terrible to me knows something about me that I don't, or like they are the ones who are in the right because they are, they felt free enough to speak this boldly, which must mean that they are so like, the truth is so overwhelming to them that they can't not say its name. Right. Uh, whereas, no, that's just someone who fucking said something mean to make you feel bad. Yeah, that's someone who is small. That's right. someone who is like emotionally and soul-based small. Right, and I think it just, it comes back to this idea that people are going to have shitty judgments about you for any number of different reasons, and just because someone feels or thinks something negative about you 
doesn't mean that that opinion is correct. You know, like doesn't right. mean that, that the thing that they think about you or the thing that they see in you based on whatever their own perceptions are or their own feelings about themselves or about the world that they inhabit, that doesn't make it an objective truth just because it's bad. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And when the world, like when, especially when the wedding industrial complex is telling you that you must look a certain way and like, doesn't provide the same array of dresses to plus size women as it does to straight sizes. Right. Because it's supposed to be like aspirational, like sweating for the wedding. Yo, I hate that hashtag so much. Oh, it's the worst thing I've ever heard. I'm like, I appreciate people who are like, Like, there is a woman who I know who just got married recently who did that, like, wedding hashtag, sweating for the wedding. Yeah. And, like, now she works as, like, a spin class, like, leader. Yeah. So, like, in the end, I'm like, okay, cool. Well, at least, like, you you did a thing that, like, impacted your life in some way other than that one day of your life. Right. And it led you to something that maybe was exciting for you or interesting to you. And why would you teach it if you don't really like it? Right. Exactly. And now you're, like, you've changed something about your life that is hopefully in a positive way. Right. But this like idea of, well, now you have a deadline. And I felt this myself that like, uh, well, my wedding is 131 days away. So that's a uh, hundred days in one month to like get into shape and like, but why? Right. That it's, day is just a, p- a picture of who you were in time. Right. And it's all just, it's all completely based in aesthetics, which I think there's nothing wrong with aesthetics and there's nothing wrong with like wanting to look good and wanting to feel good about the way that you look. But it's just when, when the world is trying to tell you that you need to change something that is fundamental about yourself or that is, uh, you know, complex and emotionally fraught and difficult to change. And that no one has clear answers on how you're supposed to change. Exactly. Like when that's being said to you and it's entirely based on, well, because you should look this way for this specific event, it is bullshit and you should (laughs) throw it in the ocean. Throw it away. Throw it into the sea. Set it on fire and then throw it in the ocean. Well, become a part of the Pacific garbage dump heap. Exactly. That's my feeling. I just, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think very much the same that like you, you should work to have a good relationship with your body. It's like, it's part of having, if you can have a good relationship with yourself, then you have a good relationship with your partner, like easier. Yeah. Cause you, like put the gap, put the oxygen mask on yourself before you help someone else. Right. It's exactly. Like, it's like, if you don't love yourself, yourself, how the hell are you supposed to love anybody else? Exactly. I feel like I've said that before on this podcast, Yeah. but classic RuPaul banger, bring it in here. Classic RuPaul banger. Take care of yourself and like treat your body kindly and do what is good for you and what you like know is sustaining and healthy. Like the, the trick is, and speaking as a woman who has like looked around for lots of ways to like lose weight and change things up and like diets to try and like exercises to work out, there isn't an answer. Right. There's not. It's all made up. And also the thing about it is I know more about this now than I used to because my boyfriend is currently writing a book about health and fitness. Um, and he is someone who used to be a lot heavier and has lost a bunch of weight. And so is sort of talking about that process and like what works for some people and what works for other people and what doesn't. But specifically the thing that he was talking about recently was the fact that like the weight loss industry, you know, it doesn't work and is designed to make you fail because if it wasn't, then they would stop getting your money. Yep. 
And it is an industry that is designed to make money. So obviously they're not going to teach you a real way to be like, here's a way to lose 50 pounds and stay that thin for the rest of your life. I mean, it's not you possible. wouldn't trust someone to like, you wouldn't trust people at those hotel conference rooms who are like, come like learn how to flip houses with me. Like, right. Or like, come like, I, I mean, I guess people sometimes do trust those people. We're like, you shouldn't maybe, and you shouldn't really trust yeah. like people like Tony Robbins who like tell you how to like be charismatic and make millions of like be charismatic and open up your path ahead of you. When like you look at him and you're like, you are making money telling people how to make money. I don't think it's a weird self swallowing thing. Like yeah. I, part of me wants to be a life coach, but specifically I want to be a life coach so I can tell people not to listen to life coaches. Yeah. Like make your own path, which I feel like is a weird backwards trick, well, but I kind of just want to run into those rooms and be like, it's all a scam. <laughs> run away. Go, go get out of here. I think that's like the best way to do it though, to be like, there will be a point at which you will no longer need me Mary Poppins style. And I will fly mm. off into the sunset. Exactly. And like, if anybody is trying to tell you that you need to like sign up for a thing forever. Right. Then they're probably not working towards your best interest. And yeah, yeah. Just remember that the weight loss industry is not in your best interest. They are in the interest of getting your money. Right. And like you can use them as a tool if that is something you so choose. Right. Sure. But just like be aware that no one has found the fucking magic beans. And if they had, they wouldn't have told you. Yes. Because then they couldn't sell you one bean at a time. Right. You know? Yeah. And man. So the bottom line here, if you would like to get fit and like exercise and you think the deadline of your wedding is like a cool, like a good and healthy goal in which to do that. Sure. Sure. Absolutely. But whatever you look like, whoever you are, however you fit in your gown, however you've chosen to style your hair, when you get married, it doesn't matter. It's fine. You're perfect it's the all way you fine. are. The person you are marrying is marrying the person that you are. Right. And if them marrying you is contingent upon you losing a certain number of pounds, they should fuck off into the ocean. Don't marry them. Don't marry them. Fuck off into the ocean and or the sea and into or space. Sea space nine. <laughs> <laughs> Throw them off to Mars. Uh, I get so mad. Go hang out with Matt Damon. I hope that was just, I hope that wasn't related to Mars. I hope that was just a diss on Matt Damon. Yeah. Just like go to Mars or fucking go hang out with Matt Damon. Damon, No, if I was going to tell someone to like, go fuck off and hang out with a celebrity and like be sad. No, it would just be, I would just be like, go make fucking sad sculptures with Brad Pitt in the desert. Go hang out in David Fincher's basement with him. How about that? Go hang out with Bonnie Vare and listen to them talk about how much they don't need music awards. (laughs) (laughs) Go off into the woods with Justin Vernon, you nerds. You nerds. All due respect. All due respect. To all those artists. They're very famous and make more money than us. Yeah, so it's fine. So it's They're fine. not going to hear this podcast. We're punching up. <laughs> <laughs> um, I Okay, so I do feel like very fraught and tired of like body nonsense. And I have been trying really hard to avoid it in my like looking for wedding dresses and sure. And also I've been trying to like, like be kind to myself and be like, you are pretty the way that you are. And yeah. like, that's not the number one most important thing about you, but like, right. You're going to look nice in your wedding photos because yeah. you are in love with the man you are getting married to and you are going to have a great time. Exactly. And like, I feel the same way about anybody out there getting married. You're going to look nice in your wedding photos because you are in love and you're getting married to the person that you are right. in love with. Exactly. 
you're going to have a great time. Everybody's going to be great. It's going to be fantastic. It's going to be great. And if your photos look dumb, oh well. Too bad. You still got married. other photos of you in the world. Right. Also, if you're really mad about it, get back in your wedding gear and hire somebody to do do it over again. Yeah. Um, The other half of this podcast that I think I'd like to talk about, and I think you were right. I think we can only do that. We can do this in one episode. Yeah, I think so. I think they're connected. They like spilled out all the way in one go. So we don't even yeah. have to like break it up. No, they, t- they tie into each other. They tie into each other. Let's talk about, uh, your face, your face and head, your face and head. We talked a little bit about your head, we about did. your we hair, talked about hair. Um, and the idea that you must have long hair to be a bride, which is stupid garbage and tied into the idea that you must have long hair to be a woman, which is a whole separate thing, which is called gender based yelling with Tegan and Liz. <laughs> Check our new podcast, gender based yelling. Like well, frankly, that's just this podcast and also every other podcast really we do. Just every podcast. It essentially devolves if into gender-based yelling. If you know us in person, most of our time together will probably just be gender-based yelling, yelling. And that's just what you signed up for. Suck on it, world. <laughs> Tegan's in a mood. <laughs> <laughs> Am I ever not in a mood? That's very fair. Um, but let's talk about face stuff. One, because I think this is also very loaded, but... Uh, infinitely more fun yes (laughs) um because makeup is a game makeup is a game i think that like there's there's a definite idea an ideal out there of what you should and must look like face and head wise on your wedding day like you said long hair long veil impeccable makeup beachy waves beachy (laughs) if your wedding is boho and if it's formal then a fancy chignon (laughs) chignon a French twist if you're nasty. Filet chignon. Filet chignon. <laughs> you suck. <laughs> but you love I me. I do. Um, let's talk about our feelings about makeup and Great. face schmutz. All right. Face sh- Here's the thing Break about makeup down. and face schmutz. We've both been on a kick. We've both been on a kick, as I think everyone has. It's weird how sort of America becoming skincare freaks is like a thing that a lot of women did in the last five months. That's what I was saying to Tegan is like, to Tegan, the person that you are. Yeah. That's who you <laughs> the are. The police, that's who you are. The, the person across from me. I've been saying to you a bunch that I feel like we have so little control over anything else. Oh, yeah. There was an article. I think Gia Tolentino wrote about this for the for the New Yorker. Is that like, uh, that there's like this weird sense of we can control nothing about the world around us, so we will control our faces instead. Yes. And so, I will yeah. have an icy stare, but perfect skin. Totally. And so I feel like everybody's been very much on a kick of like, oh my God, I got to have perfect skin now. And like getting into all sorts of fancy face schmutz and, or face jellies, as my boyfriend likes to call them. Face jellies. Um, Actually it, sounds kind of nice. Get on your face jellies. <laughs> um, and so, yeah. So I think it's a, I am, I am not exempt from that. No, certainly uh, not. Me I neither. Have, I've been deep into face schmutz uh, <laughs> and uh no i really enjoy it and my thing is that i have always had not always but i have had uh what i would call problem skin Same. troubling skin <laughs> it's doing poorly in school <laughs> skin that causes me concern if it doesn't shape up it's gonna be sent off to juvenile correction <laughs> facilities or military school military school um, yeah, so my, my skin's going to military school, but it's no. like the Sims where if you don't take care of it enough, they come and like ship it off to military yeah, school. Yeah, they take it away. Uh, it is very much like you that. you never see it again. And yep, it's done. Then Not I'm just going to be a NPC. skinless wonder for the rest of my life. Oh, I really will be a brain in a jar. My dreams will come true. <laughs> so I had troubling skin uh, from a point. So I had perfect skin until I was 17, which oh. seems like a fake 
mean joke. Yeah. Because so, she like passed all the years where everybody got elbowy. I passed all the years where I plucked my eyebrows to the middle of my eyeball. <laughs> I missed all the years when I had braces and gnarly teeth. Oh. I missed all the years when I like only wore melting blue eyeliner. <laughs> Everything and I had like highlights that started halfway down my head. Oh, you had a much more adventurous time. Than I, I did. listen. I I looked weird for a for many years of my teenagehood, as did we all. For me, I just got afraid of getting my hair cut and then wound up with uh, my hair reaching my butt. Sure, I also ended up with my hair reaching my butt on purpose. Oh, but good. Uh, it was not a good look for me, and I wouldn't go back. <laughs> but the point of this is, I went through all of that time while taking for granted my perfect skin. And then I turned 17 and I moved to college and I all of a sudden cared about how I looked and then I got terrible acne. It's because Chicago's water is so gross. Yes. And then I had terrible acne up until like this January, <sighs> which... Don't ask me how or why it stopped. I mean, I... As with weight loss, it sort of is a magical... It's a mystery. Sometimes it happens and sometimes it doesn't. But, like, part of it is because I have kind of developed a more thorough skincare routine as opposed to just being like, this thing says it's to fight acne, so I'll put a thousand gallons of it on my head. Let me pour this entire... I'm just going to dip my face in this container of benzoyl peroxide. Exactly. So I think that was... I was very much looking for kind of the magic beans of skincare for a long time, and I... So I just did that, and I was just, like, slathering my face and shit that was not actually good for me. Mm-hmm. And then now, you know, I'm using more, a more complex skincare routine uh, and focusing more on, you know, moisturizing and like putting vitamins and stuff on there and not a whole lot of harsh nonsense. I would say for me, the thing that has made the most difference is just washing my face before I go to bed. That too. That also <laughs> helps. Um, and yeah, so I'm, I'm more, my skin is better now than it's ever been, which you know, even that feels like a jinx. I'm still not out of the pl- the phase where I'm like, this is all a trick and it's going to go away tomorrow. But this is all to say that I, I've come to enjoy doing a skincare routine because especially when you're going to bed, it's a nice, like winding down. We're getting ready for bed. It's a, it's a ritual. It's a routine thing. Yeah. It does sort of fall under. And like, I worry about this sometimes of the like commodification of self care. Oh, we totally. talk about all the time. We're like, totally. in order to take care of yourself, you must spend money. Yes. And I guess like, the weight loss thing is also the same thing that in order to take care of yourself, you must spend money. We're all living in a capitalist hellscape. There's only so much we can do. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, that's the thing of it is all is like, if, if you have the budget and the time and the self and self care to you is like, well, I think to reach a point where you are taking care of your face in that way, you have reached a point where you've set aside time for you to like care for your body. Right. So like, you're doing okay on the self-care game if you're like attending to your physical needs. And if that means like you would also like to relax and relaxation for you is like fun skincare things while you sit and watch TV, like putting on a creepy face mask, putting a sheet on a thing mask. to scare your significant other with. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Go for it. And especially if you're not spending crazy amounts of money, like I buy a lot of my skincare stuff from, uh, this Canadian brand called the ordinary. Oh yeah. Me um, too. they have a lot of good stuff and they have helped my skin a lot and they, they're, bottles cost like six dollars um which you you know sometimes that's a threshold you cannot cross and is too much but like yeah but like washing your face and taking a minute to just like put a little lotion on put a a little goop on it put a little little jelly on on there sometimes it's just nice and like worth it to take care of yourself for a hot second exactly and like i so as, as makeup goes like i was always hardened a hardened anti makeup 
guru for Same. many years. I was like, makeup is fake and stupid and I don't want it. And like, I was very averse to it as a child. Me too. Like when I did plays as a kid, I was like, do not put makeup on me. Oh. How dare you? I would, I was not okay with, I, I had, we talked about the like uh, gender roles and ideals of that. Like when you are a liberated woman, you just act like a man. Well, right. when I was a child, I would be like, uh, I don't want makeup at all. And yeah. I don't want to carry a purse because right. like those things are like feminine. Give things. me a fanny pack or give me death. <laughs> well, the alternative when you're a woman is like, you don't have deep enough pockets to carry things. Right. So you just go unequipped. Like, right. You don't have any of your stuff. It's dangerous to go alone. Take this purse. Right. Um, Purses are good. Or, you know, wear man pants with deep pockets. Make your own pockets. Mants. Mants. As I like to call them. I do. Uh, but yeah, I was I was vehemently against makeup until I think in high school I wore mascara for like a, one half of a second and a teacher said, did you curl and put mascara on your lashes? And I was like, I just put mascara on them. And I was like, this power is unlimited. <laughs> and then I had a weird relationship with makeup until like recently where I feel like I'm starting to even out where I used to be like, I have to put on a full face or I am not an acceptable person in the world. Yeah. I definitely like, I still, I do not put on liquid foundation and have never and will never. Good for you. Um, it is, uh, it is my nightmare. It is the worst feeling in the world. And I don't know how anyone does it. Uh, um, I do it every day. I cannot imagine. <laughs> it is genuinely my nightmare. Like even BB creams are a little bit much for me. Like I don't want any, like I will put on concealer on any trouble spots and I will put on a brief sheen of powder and maybe mascara if I feel fancy that day nice. in my day-to-day -day life. But also I have always had an avowed love of playing dress up. Yes. And as I got older, I realized that makeup is really just grown up dress up. Yes. And also dressing up is grown up dress up. Yes. I have a lot of weird clothes that I don't wear in my normal life, but I wear them for dress up. Teens moving and some things are getting thrown away. You know, <laughs> I may or may not be giving away a feather boa right now. Um, it's fine. But so I have a lot of makeup and a lot of like really garish, silly makeup because Absolutely. I love when I get a chance to dress up and do fancy makeups for stuff. Like I was, uh, I was sexy Baba Yaga for Halloween last year, <laughs> which is the most ridiculous thing in the world. But I got to do a whole bunch of crazy hair and makeup and it was really fun. And it was like all of my dreams come true. So yeah, you looked fabulous. Thank you. And yeah, that is the thing is like, uh, I think men like tra traditional masculine men think yeah. that like makeup is some sort of trick women play on them. Right. Did you ever see, there was some tweet that was like uh, a retweet of someone being like, makeup is a, a lie that women tell men. And right. this woman was like, you're the dumbass who thinks I have purple glittery eyelids. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> like if you can't tell like what, people look like with makeup on or off. Mm -hmm. Like I genuinely, I find it hilarious because on multiple occasions, I have realized that my boyfriend does not know the difference between when I am wearing makeup and when I am not. Damon often uh, prefers the face that I have and will remark on like how pretty I am in a day when I am not wearing much makeup at all. And I'll be like, are you kidding me? I'm a troll monster. Exactly. Well, and like you spend way more time staring at your own face than anybody else does. Way really. too close. We all do. And, but no, so I remember one time I, I sat, I was getting ready for a show. I sat in front of my boyfriend while putting on a full face of makeup, like whole thing, like eyeliner, like complicated glitter eyeliner Absolutely. and like lipstick and mascara and all of the whole deal and like highlighter and all that shit. I put it on next to him for like 30 minutes and then he stared at my face and was like, Oh yeah, I can kind of see. 
And I was like, what? He's got makeup Are blindness. You, he does. He's got like face blindness, but only for makeup. <laughs> and I think it's hilarious, but I also think it's common for men because they're not trained to see these things with as discerning of an eye as we are because they don't have to put it on their own heads. Absolutely. And I do think that like makeup and the way that we ha- we use it as like women in the world and I guess anybody who wears makeup right. often, like it becomes a like, it's not for men it's not for people who don't wear makeup it's for other makeup wearers to see what you do totally like whenever (laughs) i put on like a real nice face of makeup like or like really cool eyeliner or like wear a really cool color of something the people who compliment me are women yes because they wear makeup people who wear makeup are looking at it going like oh that color is so cool where'd that come from or like what brand is that eyeshadow or something like that like that's really what it's about and i'm not mad about that i think it's way more interesting to like dress up and fancify yourself for people who understand the nuance of what you've done. Yeah. And it is sort of a bummer that it's not like culturally cool right now for like regular old hetero straight cis dudes to like put makeup on their own heads. Right. Like, Cause like, why not? It's fun. Go most for of the time. Go to town. The thing I don't like about it is the cultural expectation that women must look like way more put together and like polished than a man. Exactly. Traditionally. And like that there's an expectation that your skin must be like perfect and porcelain and right. Like that you have to have everything in place when like dudes can walk around doing kind of whatever. Right. But if you walk around, yeah, I don't know. And I think so much of it is that culturally like men oftentimes have been trained to see women as always having makeup on. Yes. So it's like, when they do recognize whether or not you're wearing makeup, it's usually to be like, are you sick? Are you sick? Are you tired? Something looks wrong. And it's like, no, this is just what my face looks like. My skin is always this way. I have been conditioned to look better than look like some sort of digital Photoshop standard. Right. And like, I am at least, I think it's sometimes, I think it's harder for women who often do get very made up for whatever reason, for jobs or for, you know, whatever, because they want to, whatever purpose, because like I have never been a heavy, heavy makeup wearer in my day-to-day life. And so like people get used to seeing me without makeup or without much makeup on. And that's kind of just like how they understand my face. It is like going cold turkey. And like, I, I, like I said, I wear foundation every day and like, luckily I found like I wear the, fa- I'm not wearing foundation right now, yeah. but you can't see that. Right. The podcast this audience is, doesn't know. invisible. It's an audio podcast. Um, but Remember video podcasts? Yeah. VOD, were they called like vodcasts? I don't know. Anyway. Um, those were the iPod days. Those were the iPod days when podcasts were still kind of a thing no one was doing. Yeah. No one cared about podcasts back when they first existed. Not till I got here. <laughs> I built this place from the ground up. <laughs> we built this city. Don't do that. My sister. On podcast. No, my sister does this thing. I'm not going to hear the end of it. It's just we built this city on rock and roll puns forever. Oh, no. Allie, turn off the podcast. A lot of it is like we pet this kitty and like oh, pictures of her cat. That's Allie, you're fired. I'm just fired. Um, I, I do have a hard time leaving the house for work or whatever, not wearing foundation. And there have been days where I've been like, I'm not going to wear foundation today. And I'll like pluck a rogue hair and then be like, my face is so red. I can't. And they're yeah. like, I'll chicken out. But by the end of the day, most of that makeup is worn off of my head and I look fine. Right. So my thing is mostly just that like, I feel like nobody at my job looks at me. So I'm like, they don't <laughs> care. Sad in and of itself. <laughs> it is. But for the most part, like I will show up to work and I'll just be like, nobody know, like no one at my office has ever, I've worked there for six years. No one there has ever commented on my 
hair or face or outfit. They absolutely should not. It's a violation of HR rules. Right. Like don't do it. But also like the only thing, I think when I came into my office with a shaved head a couple of years ago, (laughs) like one person looked at it was like, oh, I like it. And that was it. Like, this is how much people don't look at me in my office, which is fine with me, but also it makes it very easy to be like, I do not need to wear makeup today. Yeah, for real. I feel, I feel, as a person who is like learning to love herself, yeah. and like, like in her weird little lifetime movie journey, um, I feel like I would like to get to that point. I still have a lot of issues feeling like people are looking at me a lot more than they actually are. Sure. Um, but to tie this into weddings, yeah, you can, if you want, hire a makeup artist for your wedding day. You can. Um, and, you know, if you're going to pick, like, an important day of your life to treat yourself like a movie star or a, like, dang VMA, like, yeah, Treat yourself like a dang. Okay, treat yourself like a dang. You can. And maybe you would like to spend money on that. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. Uh Sure, for fun. I I think it would be more fun to like get yourself fully made up when you like if you ever have kids and you go into labor, so that like pictures of you, everybody's like, "Wow, that woman looks fabulous." It's like she didn't do anything at all. You, you're gonna have to use a really tough setting spray. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. It's like sweat proof. It's just a mask. It's one of those clear masks with makeup built in it. Right. Well, it's like, have you ever, I don't know if you saw this thing. I think it was also on Buzzfeed. We're quoting a lot of Buzzfeed recently. Buzzfeed, man. Killing it. The place to be. Um, but they, they posted something about like, there was this series of Instagram or Twitter posts of women, uh, posting. Cause this one woman posted a picture of like, I was just in a car accident or like a bike accident or something. And she was like, just posted a picture of herself to be like, hi everybody. I'm okay. Like I'm in the hospital, oh, but I'm like okay. Disaster selfies. Sort of. It was like, so she'd gotten in this crash and she was like all bloody, but she had these perfect winged, like her perfect winged eyeliner. was untouched. <laughs> her face was covered in blood, but everybody was commenting like, girl, what eyeliner is that? That is impressive. <laughs> what eyeliner is blood proof? Exactly. Well, I need it for later. Don't ask why. <laughs> and she told, she told everybody, she was like, it's Kat Von D tattoo liner. Oh, it sticks good. through everything. And then a whole bunch of other women were like, can testify this is true. And all these women were posting selfies of themselves after major bodily harm with like this perfect eyeliner and of people who'd been like in car crashes and bike crashes and stuff. And just being like, can attest I'm fine now, but also this does work. Well, there you have it folks. Kat Von D. There you go. Eyeliner. Tattoo. uh, Yeah. Tattoo. Tattoo. Von D. Tattoo tattoo eyeliner. eyeliner, Liquid something. Gold. Anyway, all this to say, well, like, ta- like makeup, makeup is a tool. Yes, it is not it is in also, charge of you. It is also a fun game. It is if a fun you let game. it be, and if you would like to dress up and look real pretty, and you would yeah. like to spend your money hiring a makeup person to do hair and makeup for you and your friends on your wedding day, absolutely more power to you. If you want to go totally face naked. Do it. Go for it. Who cares? Nobody that's what cares. you look like. That's what you look like. If you're worried about pictures, that's what you look like day to day. Right. Let them be pictures of what you look like. Right. And also, like, if my advice would be, and obviously, again, do what you want and do what you can, afford. can afford. But my advice would be the same advice that they give to 
actors when they're going to get headshots taken, which is if you're going to pay somebody to do your hair and makeup for you, make sure that they make you look like what you look like. Yes. You know? You're like best and luckiest skin day version of you. Exactly. Like I remember the only time, I think the only, one of the only times in my life that I've ever had, the only time as an adult that I've ever had my makeup professionally done was when I get went to get my first set of headshots professionally taken oh, when nice. I was 19 years old. Oh, they hold up. And they hold up. I do not look like that anymore. But for those of you who follow me on Instagram, uh, you have seen, I recently posted one of these headshots. Recently, in a month, this will come out. Yeah, in, a month, in, in the month of April, I posted this photo. Uh, but so I got this, I got this makeup done. And at that time I was especially not wearing much makeup. And so I was kind of like, Oh my God, like I have no idea. I'm going to look like such a weirdo because I don't wear makeup. And so it's not going to look like me. Mm -hmm. And this makeup artist made me look exactly like me, but 30 times better. And it was, my skin has never looked that good. And my face, like I looked exactly like myself, but like someone had Photoshopped me in real time, Yeah, which is amazing. And obviously that's a, that's a real shot in the dark. You never know who's going to be able to do that. But when you find them, lock them down. When it works out, (laughs) it can be really fun and exciting. Yeah. And like, uh, I got an, I got an email at one point or another from the knot that was like, now's the time to start, start your skincare routine for your wedding because you need like so many months before your wedding to like adjust your skincare routine. And like that way you'll have perfect skin on your wedding day. And I'm like, well, sure. Also, your skin's going to be whatever your skin's going to be. I have a feeling uh, the amount of stress <laughs> that I will feel right. also may have that. something to do with it. That's also a valid thing. And I think sometimes people freak out when they're like, oh my God, I have a zit on my wedding. I'm like, yeah, maybe it's because everything is so stressful right now. <laughs> it's like, I don't know. Take a breath. It'll be okay. Right. Like you'll be fine. Uh, and like, it is fun. It is cool and fun. And like, if you can afford it and have the time for it to like, sit down with yourself and a bottle, a bunch of bottles of silly serums from like the ordinary or Sephora or whatever fancy place you would like to go to and like play potions master with your face. It's super fun. As long as you're like doing healthy things that have been sourced semi ethically and you don't have to worry about like, you're not putting like the blood of baby dolphins on your head. Right. Okay. Then go for it. Yeah. Live your truth. Do what you want, do what you can afford, but you don't have to be anything that you're not. For your wedding. You are valid right. and fine the way that you are. And if you are not a makeup person, here's the trick. You don't have to suddenly become a makeup person in order to wed somebody. You do not. And if it's not you, required. If you feel like a wedding is a fun time to like try out makeup for the first time and you'd love to, go for go it. Go to town. But if you feel like people are pressuring you to do it and you don't want to, don't do it. it. Skip it. Skip it. Skip it. Throw it in the ocean. Throw it in the ocean. Let it join the Pacific Garbage Patch. (laughs) (laughs) It's all fine. I think that's like the biggest thing I want people to take away from this episode, our millions of listeners, is that like you have to have self-compassion and the like the wedding industry and the weight loss industry and the makeup industry and the skincare industry are all out to get your money and they do that by making you feel better bad about yourself. Right. So use them for the tools that they are. Right. And don't like, it's complicated because you don't have to feel bad about yourself for sometimes wanting to do those things that they are peddling. That's something. Yes. That's something to think about because like for myself, I would love to be more fit and I would love to lose some weight maybe and like fit in a dress in a nicer way. But like, 
I, I want to separate that out from the like what the industries are telling me I must do and right. instead listening to my body and still liking it for the thing that it is. Exactly. And I think that's the important thing is to tr- just try and sift through like know that people who are trying to sell you something are in fact trying to sell you something mm-hmm. and also know that like it's okay to sometimes want that thing and that doesn't mean you're a bad person but also know what their intentions are and know that you can have more autonomy in the situation than they will tell you that you do. You are little red riding hood. They're the wolf. They have a shortcut, but it's dangerous. So, right. so just don't be, just them. keep your wits about you yeah, is all you'll be fine. You'll be okay. You're a smart kid with an ax. Yeah. In my version of little red riding hood, you don't need no huntsman. You don't need, you don't need no husband. Don't need no husband. I never read a version of little red riding hood with a huntsman. Really? No. In the traditional story, she like, Gets eaten with her grandma, and then a huntsman has to come in with an axe and like cut nah. them out. And while the he's the wolf is sleeping because he's so full, right. they fill his stomach with rocks and sew it back up and then throw him in the lake. That works. You I know. mean, like I I know that a version with a huntsman exists because but there was that Chris Hemsworth it. movie. But as a child, that was never a version of that story that I heard. That's I only... a different huntsman. That's the huntsman that. Oh, cuts that's out Snow, Snow White. White's heart. You're right. Yeah. Ugh, whatever. There's so many. Too huntsmen. many huntsmen. Um, too many men hunt. Too many men who hunt. Uh, but no, I I never heard that version. I only ever heard the version where like, Little Red got out by her own wits. Well, that's a better way to live. You know, I had a pretty feminist upbringing. If we're being real about it. Good job. <laughs> Which I'm sure is shocking to you, given the person I have I become. I don't think anybody would have gotten that. No, I think everyone would have been like, she seems like she was raised very traditionally Catholic. Although you may have had a very big break. True. This is true. Who's to say? Breaking teeth. Be who you are. Be who you are. Be who you are. Use tools for what they are and don't let them tell you how to be a person. And do with your face whatever you want to do with your face and do with your bod whatever you want to do with your bod. They are both great and fine the way they are. You are beautiful. You are fine. You are doing a good job being a person in the world. Yeah. Being a person is very hard and I promise you're doing better than you think you are. Yes, absolutely. Give yourself some credit. Yeah. Be kind. It's hard out there. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And you know what? Do what you can afford. Do what you can afford. Seriously. (laughs) Thanks for listening to my wedding industrial complex. I've been Liz. I've been Tegan. Uh, As always, thanks to our composer and bridesmaid, Charlie Miller, for her music. Yes, she's fantastic. Look up her music. Get her album, Cabriolet. Cabriolet. You can find it on the iTunes. Am I correct? Spotify. Or the Spotify. Amazon, I think. Like... All the locations where you get your music. Buy it with your money. Spend your dollars Spend on your it. Dollars. It's actually it's a really good album. I like it a lot. <laughs> you should listen to it. Um, um, twin emails. ums. Twin ums. Twums. Uh, Email us is what you were trying I to say. I was at mwicpodcast at gmail.com. Find us on our WordPress. At myweddingindustrialcomplex.wordpress.com, which is more words. More words, less money. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what I think you should do? Take a guess, Liz. Do you know what I think? What they is should... it, Tegan? What I, is it? I think, I think you should do what you can afford. Oh, that's a good, that's a good saying. We should hashtag Yeah, that. we should use that for something. <laughs>